0: Alright, go for it.
1: Jumbo Aloha Kungaloosh. It's three o'clock. That means it's time for the three o'clock parade. It's Drunk at Disney with me, Skipper Dick Richie. How you doing, Rich? Kungaloosh.
0: Uh, it's great. Great to hear from you, buddy. Um, it is already the sun's already going down over here on the West Coast. How is it out there? It was actually really gorgeous today. Cooling down. And it's really a really good time
1: to be out there in the parks and out around here. So it's, it's, it's that time of year that you really love being in Florida.
0: Yeah, I wish I was out there. I kind of missed the event that happened, uh, what was it, last week. But I'm still thinking I might make a, try to make a trip before the end of the year. So hopefully we'll get to see you guys. Not with us today
1: is our third host, Rhiannon. She is holding out, I believe, for better terms. Uh, is, she, is she still working on her contract? The contract negotiation, she's holding out. Um, So later tonight, I said I was going to do it. I'm going to give out the first number of her phone number. Every time she does not appear, I'm going to give out another number of her phone number, another digit. So today we're going to start with the first one a little bit later just because I'm really getting furious with these negotiations.
0: Uh, Yeah, I didn't even know we were negotiating. All I know is I I got an email saying that I had to be here, and I signed up. Let's jump right into it. First thing, Rich, you were able
1: to do one of the one of the most amazing things that any Disney fan this uh, could possibly do over at Disneyland <coughs> Resort uh, in the Disneyland Park. You were able to do the Jungle Cruise breakfast. So, tell me a little bit about that. When did you see it? How did you make the decision?
0: And was there even an option of you not going to this? So, for me, there's not. There was no option. Jungle Cruise is my favorite thing. Um, I've always wanted to be a jungle, jungle Cruise skipper, and I think if it was something that I could actually, you know, afford to live the lifestyle that uh, these Disney uh, dreams of mine uh, require, then I would totally, I would, I would quit my job now and be a, a Jungle Cruise skipper. So when this was uh, posted on the internet, I, I just jumped right at it. I um, didn't even check my days off. I didn't check to see if I was going to be in town. I didn't check any schedule. All I did was immediately start looking for open days, and everything I looked at was booked up. Um, I was just going day by day, and I just I jumped ahead three or four days, found a spot, booked it, and then tried to get people from work to let me off so I could go. <laughs> so you were a man on a mission. This was <laughs> Now, first all, how, how much was it approximately? Um, so the breakfast by itself, the actual experience – was 300 bucks. Okay. Um, the entire trip, probably closer to a thousand just because of all of the last minute nonsense that I, that I had to put up with.
1: Holy smokes. So, yeah, this was a big deal.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not the type of person that can afford to just blow a thousand dollars to go have breakfast on the jungle cruise. But um, it was a once in a lifetime, which I'm sure will now end up being a once a year <laughs> event of some sort. But for me, that was like a once in a lifetime event that I had to go for. Now, was this a limited time offering,
1: or is this something they're going to continue to do?
0: So, according to the the, the way the uh, the way the description reads, it was basically just you know a few select days between now and some date in December, and it was once or twice a week. Um, it's it's it, it literally is a sunrise breakfast, so it's before. The sun even comes up. You have to meet at, like, 5.30 in the morning. They escort you through the park when it's still dark. Um, How many of you were there? there, total there was probably about maybe 20 of us. Okay.
1: (coughs) Yeah, so... You weren't able to bring somebody along that wasn't going to do it? I mean, it was literally... Those were 20 people who paid the full amount.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was 20 people. Everybody paid the full amount. And as far as I can tell... You know, every uh, breakfast was, was actually selling out. So the, the $300 thing, um, well, it's definitely expensive. I guess it probably Disney's not going to think, oh, we need to lower the price on the next one because they, they sold out. Where did you actually eat that? Was that the first thing you did was eat? <laughs> well, no. I mean, first what we did is we actually met at the Grand Californian in the lobby. Um, where we checked in at the guest services desk. They um, gathered us all together, um, walked us out of the resort through Main Street, and then um, we went to the junk cruise, and we actually went backstage around the back. So uh, we entered just behind the hippo bathing pool. Um, It was really funny because a lot of the guys that were there were actually...
1: Like, like you just literally like walked out through the through the through the trees and the bushes.
0: The trees and the bushes behind the hippo bathing pool. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and and a bunch of the people that were there were actually Jungle Cruise skippers um, that were working. So they were like, you know, shooting out the uh, their spiel, even though it was, you know, five thirty in the morning. You couldn't see anything because it was super dark. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, they're wearing the trunks. So everything's cool. You know, take all the pictures you want. Uh, and then we actually got to the African Velt, which is not B-E-L-T, but V-E-L-T. I don't know what that means, but uh, that's where they have all the, like, giraffes and canoes and zebras, and uh, the lion is eating, you know, the, the giraffe, mm-hmm. protecting it while it sleeps, uh, however you want to go. <laughs> um, but you actually had the breakfast? Yeah, that's where we actually had breakfast. So there is...
1: As the, the, uh, what, the lions are feasting on the zebra, you are feasting on what?
0: We had um, duck sausage, thick cut pork belly, which is essentially, you know, like half inch bacon, which was amazing, Um, some potatoes that were cooked in a, in some sort of African spices, and then um, scrambled eggs with cheese. did, Did they have tables set up? Yeah, yeah, so that's the really cool part. Sorry like a
1: just a, a checkerboard uh, you know, blanket on the ground that you
0: guys are sitting around having this. No, no, no. The really cool part is the forest perspective of that area that you probably don't realize, but um, past the, the giraffes and the zebras, there's another uh, area on top that has more animals and to kind of give that 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 right that you know that aspect ratio there's actually about a six foot space that you don 't see from the street um, but is actually there and then elevated to the next level, so that 's where the tables were, and everything was set to the appropriate time setting that the ride is on, so okay. we, you know we were sitting at like old fold out wooden camp tables and the uh it was actually like old China um, oh, so it looked almost like
1: stuff that they had taken from the queue line almost
0: oh yeah yeah it was it was really really great I mean that's I was the same way I figured they were just gonna you know have um, like just some fold-out tables and like you know, whatever that, they use for other
1: uh, catered events yeah, and stuff like that.
0: yeah I thought it would just be some lame catered event with like plastic plates but no it was it was like, That's cool.
1: Period and and theme to that. That's pretty cool. Now, who actually ran this? Was it somebody from guest relations? Did it seem like was it somebody from the ride? Like who actually led you around and,
0: and got you going? So they, most of the people that were there were actually ride. Uh, they were they were just there were skippers that came in early to to help do the crowd control. Um, there was a person from like Streetmosphere who I had seen before. Um, you know, he, he, he does a few different things within Adventureland. And last year when they did the Juju hunt in Adventureland, he was one of the, uh, one of the people that you would have to go and find, um, you know, to collect that next piece of Juju. And for the, one of the days that they had the limited edition skull Juju, he was actually the person that took everybody out to find the skull. So it was really good to see him back because he's hilarious.
1: Oh, that's good. So they had, like, some for actors, things like that. So, okay, so you have breakfast, and then what do they do next?
0: So we have breakfast, and then they let us kind of, like, roam the area. We couldn't actually touch into the animatronics, um, but they let us actually roam kind of through and see what was going on. By then, the sun had started to come up, so you could actually see where you were at. And, uh, you know, behind me were the giraffes, the zebra. Um, In front of me was, like, the antelope. And then... To my left, probably not even ten feet, was the rhino you know trying to get his point across yeah <laughs> uh, so it it was it was really it was really cool to uh to be you know within all of that stuff and actually be able to walk up and get really really close to the animatronics and see it um, once the sun started to, to rise though since we did part of the attraction or part of the breakfast was going to be to uh go out and actually do the jungle cruise, they started calling us back. And that's when we actually walked by the um, elephant uh, bathing pool and saw, like, holy cow, we're actually, like, we're right here.
1: <laughs> and then the the main event for for most of us would be to actually get to spiel the jungle cruise.
0: Tell me about that. Um, Yeah, spieling the jungle cruise – that part, I was a little bit not sure how it was going to happen. In my world, they were just going to, like, give me a boat, have a few people sit behind me, and I was just going to read the spiel as we went along, or, you know, recite the spiel as I went along, but it wasn't quite that cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> so What exactly? So they How did that work? So what they did is they actually, uh, they passed out cards, and about 10 people got on a boat with a skipper. And whichever card you got, that was the area that you read.
1: And oh, gotcha.
0: So, you know, some people got the, um, uh, you know, the, well, the crash plane or Trader Sam or the, you know, the tiger. the um, one
1: foot uh, wingspan.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Well, just a whopping one foot. Yeah. So I, and, and I was so, so What did you actually get to say? So my first trip around, I got the, uh, the village attack. So, you know, when you, when you make that turn and they pop up just before the backside of water and they throw the spears and my line was something to the effect of, Oh no, you know, we're being attacked from the left. If anybody gets hit with a spear, pull it out and throw it back. Cause you can't keep souvenirs. And <laughs> I've, I've said it in my mind a million times, but I totally fumbled it. Um, I actually posted the audio online and, uh, Cause I just I just I tripped it up. I was like, oh no, we're being and it's to the left and somebody souvenirs and I just sat down like, just like the biggest you know goof. I was really bummed out. Um, <laughs> second trip, second trip around though, we got uh, cards distributed again, and this time I actually got the backside of water. which nice is that's my favorite part of the ride. Uh, when I. When I didn't get it the first time, I was really bummed out because I wanted the backside of water.
1: You had your delivery ready and everything.
0: Oh, you know it. You know <laughs> I was I was super ready. So we get there. We, did, uh, you know, he, he's he's like, does anybody have the backside water? I like jump up. I could tell that he looked at me like, oh no, this guy like messed up his line on the first trip. But we'll see how he does. And, you know, I was like, This is stupendous, you know, the greatest thing in the world, the backside of water, and everybody <laughs>, laughs. And then I'm like, oh, and to the right, the front side of rock, which, you know, isn't part of the spiel, but he started laughing, and uh, he played along, because he was like, oh, do you know what a kind of rock that is? And I was like, oh, I thought it was sediment. And he's like, oh, a lot of people take it for granted. And, uh, and then, I, you know, we just kept on playing the jokes, because he was like, oh, next time you're, you know, your jokes should be a little bit bolder. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was uh it was a really good time right. so
1: scale of one to ten value from what you thought it was gonna be to what it was where would you place it on a scale of one to ten uh, for overall experience
0: oh man I would probably say a seven or an eight like i I don't feel that uh that I was like that I lost out on it I totally feel that three hundred dollars was worth it but I think if I had the option to do it again, I may not pay the three hundred dollars to go once to go again. But you know, who knows? We'll see next year. You mean to do it a second time, or just knowing <laughs> what it is going into it to do it a second
1: time? Yeah, I think the same thing. It reminds me a little bit of what they do here in Florida, which is the uh, at, at, at Disney's Animal Kingdom.
0: They have the. Uh, Oh yeah, where you can actually go out in the morning and uh, have breakfast in the safari. Yeah, they
1: have that going here too. So it's like, uh, it's roughly about the same price. I think it's about two hundred fifty dollars, and you go out on the Savannah and the wild Africa trek, and right. uh, it goes on multiple times throughout the day. And they have it going all day, so I mean they are running people through there. Um, I'm just thinking about, about you know just how much cash is being generated by these things. So what other types of events do you think we could possibly see? Like this, I mean, we had a we had Wild Africa Trek, you know. They tried that Harambe Nights, something similar to this, in an evening at Animal Kingdom a couple, about a summer ago. Um, what other types of attractions do you think would be good that we could see?
0: Well, I know right now at Disneyland for uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, um, or Halloween Disneyland, whatever they call the, you know, their version of it. Um, they're actually doing a dinner at the. Oh man, my brain just totally just dropped it. Um, the Blue Bayou. Yeah. With uh, the villain from Princess and the Frog. And that's, you know, it's it's $70 to get into the Halloween party and then that's another $150 on top of it if you want to have dinner and uh, you know, with, with the villains essentially. So This is
1: something they used to offer here in Florida with the
0: now it's called Tables in
1: Wonderland. You know the Disney Dining Experience. Yeah. They sent out a lot of uh, special events, they did one I know, and they did a Haunted Mansion, and they also did a great movie ride where you had you got to walk the track, and then you had dinner. It's interesting that they're going. You know, they kind of bypassed the uh, Tables in Wonderland Disney Dining Experience, and are just uh, putting this
0: out to everybody. Well, out here we don't we don't we don't have Tables in Wonderland. So out here, if you have an annual pass, your pass is. Is your discount at the restaurants? Um, so you know you don't you don't pay that extra fee. Uh, but yeah, I I would I would love if they offered something at the haunted mansion because that would probably be the next thing I wouldn't even check my calendar for. I'd be like well, dinner dinner in the mansion. Let's go. <laughs> Speaking of
1: Disneyland, big yeah. news this well, big news came out this week when all of a sudden at <coughs> Space Mountain came out these fast pass
0: bar scanning code uh, readers H- have you seen this I haven't seen it I haven't been to the park in probably two weeks um, but I did see the you know I saw the articles online about about it and it looks very similar to the magic bands and fastpass plus um, people are freaking out oh people are freaking out but you know I think there're people that probably don't or have never used fastpass plus because Personally, coming from both sides of the world, I love it. Um, I'm not a big, like, I have to ride everything in the world type of guy. So when when I have the opportunity to book the two or three rides that I want to ride in a day and know that after that I can go on my little pub crawl, then <laughs> why, why not?
1: Yeah, pull the day around a couple of rides. But do you think that this means that FastPass Plus is coming to California, or do you think they're going for something more... Uh, along the lines of what they're doing by putting the annual passes on the app. Do you think that's the direction
0: they're going? Well, I I think it might be a little bit of both. You know, instead of uh, having the expense of having to produce bands and, you know, getting 50,000 bands for every trip you go, um, you know, instead with this new app, you put your annual pass on it, it gives you a barcode. So I could definitely see if in the future, you know, instead of having to, like, print up passes everywhere you go – you pull out your smartphone, you know, you select the, the rides that you want to go on. Uh, it gives you your times to come back and produces a barcode that you just scan when you get back. You know, I mean, there's a huge amount of savings uh, for the park where they don't have that infrastructure that they have to build. And it lets them do basically the same thing.
1: It feels to me that they're, it almost feels a little bit like, uh, you know, like Apple Pay or um, Google Wallet, something like that. Where it's it's they've almost bypassed needing a magic band by just just skipping it all together and like just working on the app itself. So possibly that's what they're going for a little bit more at Disneyland, um, along those lines. Did you see? Happen to see the picture of these uh, makeshift
0: <laughs> temporary scanners? Yeah, they reminded me of Hell from uh, two thousand one. You know, like I expected <laughs> it to walk by and be like, "You cannot ride the ride, Dave." Um, Except they made Hal out of like, uh, you know, some just a few straps from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, they took some corning wear drilled a hole in the middle, threw in a heat lamp, uh, and just went for it.
1: So let me ask you a question. This is just you personally. Uh, if you had to choose, which which would you prefer to see Disneyland have? More of a um, of a legacy style, where you come in that day, scan your phone. And then scan it again at the ride, or do you like the pre-planning of FastPass Plus, where you do it, you know, a month, two months, two
0: years in advance, whatever? Well, I, I think that's a cool part about FastPass Plus is that you don't have to use it. You know, you you can still actually get FastPasses um, for some of the attractions that same day. You know, so if you know that you're going to that you're going to go, then why not say, hey? I want to ride this attraction super early or, you know, like over here we don't have the uh, Seven Doors Mine car. But we do have the uh, the racers in Carsland. Yeah. And, and that thing books up super early. I mean, people that go to the early morning uh, for that park sometimes miss part of that early morning event because they're in line to get Fast Pass. So yeah. – that was Toy Story
1: Mania here back when we had
0: Legacy yeah. Pass. Yeah, so, you know, why not? Like, if you know you're going to be there in a week or two and you can book it, then, then I say book it. And if, you're, and if you know you're not going to be, or if you're not going to bother to book it, then, you know, maybe you don't ride that day. I, I kind of feel like there's a difference between people that go all the time like us and and families that, for some of them, you know, they've got a one-time trip to Disney, and this is yeah. it. and. Giving them that option to be able to say, like, hey, you know you're going to be at the park this day. You know you're going to want to ride this attraction. Book it in advance so you know you're not going to miss it. I think that's great for them. For those of us that go all the time, you know, so that just means that maybe we don't go every day. But, yeah. we, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't still go. Definitely
1: and, nobody's ever going to agree on because the, the, the opposite side of that will be – Well, if you can't get these attractions, then you're stuck sitting in this eighty-minute-long line. But personally, I remember eighty-minute-long lines for Splash Mountain back in 1992. It's not—I don't think it's any different personally. But okay, now you have to make the decision. Will gun to your head? Is Disneyland getting FastPass Plus or not? Oh, so yes. I'm I'm going to go no. I'm 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 thinking they're going to go with the. Just bypassing the machines, and they're going to do day, same day with the app barcode scanning instead of RFID.
0: That's my so that's my idea. I I don't know. I I, I really feel that one of the big things for Disneyland is uh, you know the benefits of staying on property, since there are only three hotels here, and everything off property is almost like staying. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to drop the K word, but almost like saying in Um <laughs> And, or uh, off of the 192. Yeah. So, so, I think that that might be actually one of, the, one of the benefits. The same way you get early admission into the parks is <laughs> that you might get to be able to book, you know, hey, you're staying at a Disney hotel. Here, you can book your three Fast Passes or five Fast Passes, and you're guaranteed to ride the rides that you want to ride.
1: It's, it gets us kind of into other topics. I don't really want to get too much, but I agree. I think that the on-site hotel offerings is going to be a big issue coming forward at both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, which is giving people another incentive to stay on-site as the off-site properties continue to offer um, good rates. And really, the quality continues to grow, especially here in Florida. Of The off-site. the quality of off-site accommodations has increased tremendously. Um so they're gonna, you know, I, I think offering more. So I think I think you might be right on that. In that, I think Fast Pass Plus is a good way that they can easily add "quote unquote" free value. I mean, they don't have to pay anymore for that at all. They're not giving you anything of, of that you can quantify. They're not giving you a product. They're just literally like here's some some reservations. So it's a, a kind of a free bonus, but it is worth
0: a lot. Yeah, and and. Where, where the big difference here and there also is there aren't a lot of um, high quality places to stay off of property here. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, you, uh, the Disney hotels say- aren't cheap. Yeah. Like, you know, three or 400 bucks minimum a night, even to stay at Paradise Pier. But the next step below that is two or $300 at like the Marriott. Uh, $200 at a Hilton, $200 at, like, a roadside motel. Um, yeah. There is no uh, real moderate or value resort out here, which I'm actually surprised with all the growth that they're planning um, and all the, like, property that they've purchased away from the parks that they're not actually just going to, like, start building some sort of value resort with where the parking lots are now. And then you know have a shuttle to one of the off sites, but
1: building. I mean, and I think all of them are you know building that longer vacation stay is is really what they're all going for. So we'll be interesting. So we'll get to maybe resorts uh, next week. But want to. So you're saying yes, Disneyland will be getting Fast Pass Plus. I'm still going to stick with no. They will not be getting Fast Pass Plus. And this is just testing a new type of uh, ticket media. So sure leaving Disneyland for a second, I want to go over to Walt Disney World, although well, this does have a little bit of both, but the new tiered ticketing system that came out, um, you know, raising prices and adding uh, blockout dates. Um, I mean, Basically, here in Florida, what they've done is they've taken the regular annual pass and they've added blackout dates and then created a super premium platinum ticket that has no blackout dates. So it's for the first time going to make a lot of people have to really consider these blackout dates. So, do you think the the thing I want to ask you is, do you think this will affect the behaviors of guests when planning uh, their their tickets and their trips?
0: Uh, I don't think it will affect. I don't think it will affect guests that are traveling because I don't think a lot of guests travel based on annual passes. You know, definitely people with an annual pass that tend to go all the time. Um, I think it'll affect that, but. You know, a family that's coming from St. Louis that is probably just looking at getting a four- or five-day park hopper, they're not looking at annual passes anyway. So I, I, I don't know if it'll affect them. They
1: quite announced it yet, but that that is coming down the pike too. They are, they're they're doing a lot of testing into a tiered ticketing for day guests as well and shorter-term tickets as far as you know value season, prime season, those types of things. Um, but... Asking you out in Disneyland, oh, you, what pass do you have right now, and, ha- and
0: how is that going to affect the? How are the changes going to affect you next year? Well, I mean, the we had we had the same thing happen out here, so the uh, the ticket that had the premium pass that had no blackout dates was right around eight hundred dollars, maybe seven seven something, and uh, that ticket essentially for no blackout dates now is. About $1,000. The ticket for that same price, it now has about two weeks worth of blackout days. And they're pretty much all right around the Christmas holidays. So, you know, they're kind of saying that um, they didn't really see a lot of people coming to the park, or at least not a lot of annual pass holders coming to the park at that time because the pass holders knew it was already busy. So they kind of like made it sound like, hey, you know, you guys weren't coming anyway, so we just went ahead and took those days away from you. But if you do want to come, you know, you just spend an extra four hundred bucks. Um, it was a big change here in Florida
1: because uh, before the only ticket that had the blackout date it was really spring break, Christmas, and then all summer. So for any <laughs> you know pretty much regular visitor, that was really off the table because to to, to say I'm not going to go all summer for a regular visitor that's a bit too much. Um, as far as it'd be, I think most people just didn't even think about that at all. Now, the fact what they did is they added spring break, two weeks over spring break and two weeks at Christmas. So that is basically what they added to the regular annual pass, which is now called gold. And see so there's two weeks, uh, there's about three and a half weeks, uh, split up between Christmas and spring break. And yeah, those are the craziest times of year, but if you have kids, you're going to want to go during those, a little bit during Christmas and a little bit during spring break. So, that really has forced um, a lot of people to really start thinking about these blackout days. Like, how much do I really want to go for those three and a half weeks when it's super busy?
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, and I honestly think that that's probably that's their goal. You know, they, they want us thinking like, you know, people that go all the time, do we really want to be there when there's that many people? And if we do, is it worth the money to go? So, for me, like, I I have the pass that's good for Florida and California. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so for me, the to uh to upgrade, I'm probably looking at about 400 bucks, um, more to uh to upgrade in in August when it comes back around. And
1: And you're gonna just and you're personally gonna just
0: go for it, whatever it is. Well, I don't, yeah, you know, you have a breaking point. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I have a breaking point. I just have everybody a has point. <laughs> one. Are we even close to it yet? Um, I don't think so, not yet. Because I do the uh, I do the financing, so I'll pay like you know the hundred bucks up front or whatever it is, and then um, just break it up over twelve months. So I'm going to go from probably fifty to seventy dollars a month. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it and and seventy dollars a month. It you know. It's it's not going to break the bank, but it may mean that one one less drink, one less mug from Trader Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell
1: you, uh, here what they basically, it, you know, when you take a look, if you're looking at Florida resident renewals, um, <coughs> to go ahead and jump to the one with no blackout dates is about a hundred dollars more a year than the one with the two blackout dates. So you're basically paying a hundred dollars for Three weeks, um, and that's gonna. Be, I think that I think that will get a lot of people to go with the blackout dates. I really do, um, especially I mean, unless you really like going at, at New Year's. I think that's the one a lot of big fans like going on New Year's because of tradition. Yeah, but I think it will. That one. I think that hundred dollars, especially if you have a, a couple. I mean, you're talking two hundred dollars a year just for three weeks, uh, basically. And well, and I think we we'll do it. And on the other hand, if you're Disney, you're loving this because you bait be, that is a big change times, you know, however many thousand annual passes there are. That's a big chunk of change difference this year from last year.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's tons of extra money. Um, it will, you know, their goal is to make more money or at least keep the same amount of money coming through without having that. You know that amount of people, but the crazy part is the platinum pass in Florida is eight twenty nine. That's ages yeah. three and up, um, <clears throat> and it includes all four parks, uh, Wild World Sports, golf, and it looks like the water parks. Yeah, in California, platinum it's two hundred dollars more, and it's just two parks. Yeah, that's it. Like we, uh, you know. I was like, it's uh, sort of
1: opposite of the blessing of size. Disneyland has the the blessing of exclusivity, right? <laughs> oh, what a mess! I mean, really, though, for most people, that is a this. I think the the word was sticker shock. I think a lot of people got sticker shock. I got sticker shock um, when you saw <laughs> those prices. I, it's one of those things. I knew it was coming. I actually feared worse. I, when I saw what Disneyland did last year. I figured we were going to get that this year, where it was up there in the eight, nine thousand dollar range. And I do think it's coming, though. I think it could come uh, within the next few years. I, 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 I don't know where my personal breaking point is, but uh, it definitely doesn't make me. You know, it definitely makes me a little nervous.
0: Yeah, I, um, I was just like, when when we went up to that eight hundred dollar tier last year, I was thinking like, okay, now we're pretty much on the same level where Florida is or, you know, maybe just off by a little bit. When the prices went up and I saw the thousand dollars, I thought, oh, well that's cool. I mean I guess if Florida went up to a thousand, maybe went up to eight hundred. And then I looked and I was like, oh no, that was us. We went up to a thousand. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess my question, because I don't really I don't really pay attention to any place but Disney, but have have any of the other places even raised their prices yet? Or are they still are they still sticking to their?
1: Universal raised their prices in the summer. Um, nothing crazy like that, but they went up a little bit. But they have not answered to this particular one with a annual pass increase. You know the the day tickets are always ex- basically exactly the same between Disney, Universal, SeaWorld World. They, they're gonna they keep their base one day ticket prices roughly the same. Um, so they don't have any kind of idea that one of them is the value park is what it always comes down to. Is, you know, SeaWorld doesn't want to be seen as the value park. Universal doesn't want to. Right. So they're, all, they're going to do that. But at the annual pass rate, Universal went up over the summer, but nothing, you know, nothing like this.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'm actually looking at, the, at, their, uh, at their webpage right now. It looks like it's like 147 for a one-day adult. But that's park-to-park admission.
1: Which is basically what you have to have at Universal now because of the uh, they did a great job at Universal. Oh, yeah.
0: Hey, you wanna do so, Harry Potter? Harry,
1: yeah, who's gonna go there for one day and not <laughs> take the Hogwarts Express?
0: Yeah, you from, can to do Harry on this side or Potter on this side. But if you want yeah, to do Harry yeah. Potter, we need we need a buck fifty.
1: Brilliant. I mean brilliant. Um, so anyway, so I think it will affect guests, I think, this, the, the new tiered ticketing, And I think we'll get a chance to talk about this again with the day tickets and the, the park hoppers because they've been sending out uh, guest surveys and things saying, you know, wh- what would you do if it, was, if it was with this structure? You know, they've been testing the waters on tiered tickets for, you know, basically like airlines do and ho- hotels of oh, you yeah. want to go on Christmas Eve you're paying $200 a day. You want to go on midweek In September, all right, you can get in for a regular price. (laughs) You know, I think it's they're not going to lower any prices at all. You know, there's just going to be premiums on these premium days. Right. So it's coming for everywhere. Okay. Staying at Disney World, but also, of course, Disneyland has this too, is the new themed bars that we're seeing at both Polynesian and, of course, at Disney Springs with Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Um, The biggest thing since they closed down Pleasure Island is people saying we miss – People say Pleasure Island, but the majority of fans really miss the Adventurers Club. Do you think this is an attempt to recreate the Adventurers
0: Club? Uh, I don't even know how I can comment on this. It's just like you're, you're speaking, and my heart is breaking with each word. Um, I don't think they can. I don't think they can recreate the Adventurers Club. Um, Do you think that was an intention, though, is what I mean? Do you think it's an attempt? I think, I think, not? I think it's a nod to the Adventurers Club. I don't know right. if um, if I've been uh, to the grotto, but here at the Enchanted Tiki Room, there's actually a wooden basket with props from the Adventurers Club uh, and a note to Sam asking them to hold the props and, and you know, to take care of them. So I, I, I kind of feel like, yeah, they're, they're giving a nod saying like, hey, we know people love the Adventurers Club We're giving you these kind of places that are, you know, Adventurers Club esque. Um, But I think there was more to it than just the theme. Like the Adventurers Club had a show. You know, everybody, uh, everybody that was in character, they weren't just there to serve you drinks. It was part of. It was part of the whole thing. So. I think I know where your
1: answer is going to be on this, but does it, so does it work? Do you think you, do you get any of the same feeling? So does it work if it is an attempt
0: to recreate it? Does it work? I think it, I think it works, but in a, just in a different way. Like I love Trader Sam's. Um, the bar that used to be there uh, here at Disney was called the Lost Bar because the whole pool area was um, Peter Pan-themed. And when the Lost Bar went away, I was, you know, like, devastated. And they'll never build anything that's just as good. And then Trader Sam's opened. And I'm like, oh, Trader Sam's is great. Uh, I still miss the Lost Bar. And I think it's going to be the same way. Like, and, and for me, it wasn't even just uh, the Adventurers Club. I, um, I, had my in- I was on the college program. So I internshiped during the Pleasure Island days. And we had all kinds of crazy adventures. Um. And whether it was at, you know, Mannequins or the Rock and Roll Beach Club or 8-Tracks or just any of the play, fireworks. Uh. No.
1: So here, here, here's my question to you. Do you think, and I'll tell you my opinion on this, um, do people miss Pleasure Island as if it was there today? Or do you think people miss the era where the nightclub segment was sort of at its heyday? You know, this is sort of something that I've seen all over. Uh, you know, in, in in nightclubs in general, is more of a move to kick back, laid back bars with some live music in the corner, fancy drinks, and let's let's relax. So, is it more of a nod to I miss that era? Um,
0: yeah, I think I think it's just that that whole thing. Like, there's a lot of places that you can go and. And just relax. And a lot of the resorts offer and have offered, you know, bars and restaurants where you can do that. But the only place that had all those different clubs all in one place that you could just walk back and forth, um, that really had that Disney feeling to it though was, was Pleasure Island. You know, cause,
1: oh, I, yeah. I, I just think back to the last few years of Pleasure Island and, you know, and, and it was, I hate, and I, I don't, I don't mean to make you cry, but those last, you know, that last five years was not <laughs> quite what it was back, uh, you know, earlier. And I think, uh, you know, we, we saw that at, you know, um, even over at CityWalk up at, at Universal is a lot more of the nightclubs like uh, uh, that feel. And I feel like that sort of just went away and people stopped wanting that part of it. And yeah. I think... I think Adventures Club got wrapped up in the fact that Pleasure Island was no longer something that was really viable, as far as that, and the oh, Adventures Club was just stuck in the is a wrong place at the wrong time. If it had closed down now, it would have been fine, but I think it closed down when they didn't
0: have any idea what to do with that. Yeah, no, that that's for sure. Uh, the Adventures Club was something that stood out, and if, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm getting all these like other th- like other thoughts that are gonna take us on to different topics and I don't want to do that right now. But
1: um yeah. no I, that may, that brings me to what I one of the things I want to go on. Since we do have these theme bars like Jock Lindsay's and Trader Sam's, are we gonna see more of these? Uh
0: I hope so. Um I I think they're really cool. I think if they put them strategically in the right resorts, you know, that, that gives you a whole other thing to do. Um and it makes you want to stay at the resorts or visit the resorts more. But I guess it kind of just depends on how Disney Springs is, you know, what finally happens after everything opens. So, yeah, Um, I've got my –
1: there's one that's just sitting there begging to be done. And I'll I'll lead into it this way. I mean, what is the theme (laughs) of the Haunted Mansion, you know, the setting of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland? It's in? Oh, it's in New Orleans. Orleans. Oh, for sure. There is a hotel here in Florida that is set to New Orleans, and they have an old restaurant section that's no longer in use. And so I'm thinking, how is is there not already, and when will it be a Haunted Mansion-themed bar in Port Orleans' French Quarter that also coincides with themed rooms just upriver in one of the mansions on Port Orleans' Riverside? They do themed rooms for princesses. They do them for pirates. How is there not so far, and when will it happen, a Haunted Mansion-themed rooms on the river in New Orleans and uh, a Haunted Mansion bar in French Quarter?
0: Oh, I actually... I I want to say that I wrote out a whole thing about a Haunted mansion theme bar, and I would love any one of those things to come true. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely a... Uh, you know, I, I think Port Orleans is perfect for. It. Um, maybe the Riverside a little bit more than um, – uh, what's the other side? There's Riverside and – French Quarter. French Quarter, right. I think Riverside would probably be a better place for it because they actually do have, um, you know, the giant mansions and, and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that would be great. Yeah.
1: Um, I've yet to be to Trader Sam's uh, Enchanted Tiki Bar, but I have been to the Grod Grotto. Um, when you're inside, the one thing I've noticed about the one here in Florida is that they have some great effects. There's a lo- It does get a little bit loud and sort of, some people would call it obnoxious. Do you get that same feeling when they have the, the effects go off in Disneyland or is it a little more laid back?
0: Um, it's definitely loud, but I feel it's laid back uh, from what I've heard. Not, since I haven't gone to the Grog Grotto, is that sometimes the uh, the bartenders there tend to, like, stretch it out longer than they probably need to. and right. And that adds to the volume. So, like, I know over here, um, you know, if, if somebody orders a Krakatoa, that audio track kicks in, the bartenders will, you know, play along, they'll, they'll get the little sirens or, you know, yes. tambourines or bells, but... By the time that audio track is over, they're back helping somebody else already. They don't really yeah. they don't go beyond that. So Well I um, think it's super fun and I, I love the setting
1: of the Grad Grotto in the Polynesian, which is my favorite hotel, and one of the original resorts. I mean it's just such a great addition to the Polynesian, and I, I hope we see more and I do think it is a nod, like you said, I think that was a great way to say it, a nod to the Adventures Club. Although of course not even close to the same experience of having the shows and the performers. But I bet and I hate to say this, I bet the margins are much higher now than at the Adventurers Club. <laughs> They're oh, probably yeah. making more. the margins gotta be outrageous compared to the Adventures Club. So for them, it's a win-win-win-win-win.
0: Well and and you know, I think also, I mean, since we're since we're going to talk about it, let's talk about these bars. Um, I think the other big deal is that back in the day of Pleasure Island, you know, the it wasn't so much about, like, the craft drinks. Like, it wasn't about craft beer or high-quality alcohol. Like, Top Shelf back then was, like, Absolute. Or, yeah. you know, um, Bacardi like Bud Light, Yeah, Bud, Bud, Bud Light. Yeah, and, and so order. I know out here um, at the Enchanted Tiki Bar, they're actually, like, really getting a pretty decent selection of rums. Um, yeah. And they're using really fancy rum in these drinks now where, you know, so when we start talking about, you know, how much they're making, I'm sure they're still making plenty, but, you know, they're not just using a $20 bottle of uh, of Bacardi to make these drinks anymore. Um, right. So I, I know that that's a big difference also. I remember going to Pleasure Island and it was just like, did you want clear or dark? And I'm like, whichever, just mix it with us. Right. Makes it with something True, to let's a go.
1: totally different experience than the old way of it. Literally, you know, everybody, you know, chug a 12 pack in the parking lot, then let's let's go in, you know, that kind of. Oh thing. yeah, for
0: sure.
1: Which is I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure plays a role in it as well. Um, yeah. Now, sort of want to start wrapping up here. What Disney food are you currently craving? Either in Florida or California, if you could pick one specific food item, not a restaurant, uh, but a specific food item, what are you craving right now?
0: Right now, oh, God. Um, What time is it? 7 o'clock. I would say, I am craving Ohana shrimp right now. I can...
1: Right now, about six thousand Ohio <laughs> shrimp. It's got to be my favorite food item uh, that I can think of right now, and I, it's all I can think about right now.
0: Actually, I'm going to take it back. Since we were talking about Pleasure Island, on the island they used to serve euros, and I remember come uh, closing time, you know there would be a line at that euro stand, and I was I was the fat kid in line. You give me two euros, add some hot hot sauce to it. I, I would kill for one of those euros right now. <laughs> Um,
1: status of Vagabart I don't know if anyone here is uh, anyone listening remembers when I I, I, we had Bart and I had had gotten this large Bart life size Bart uh, stuffed animal and I I took him I've taken him to uh, Universal He's, he's been to Port Orleans French Quarter he's been to Disney's Animal Kingdom Um, He's been all over. He then decided to send him on a little adventure. And he is going from Twitter follower to Twitter follower to Twitter follower. He's been now from Florida, went up to Michigan. He's been to uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. And then Dizwire actually took him from uh, Minnesota out to
0: California. And he is now in your uh, custody. he He is in my custody. I'll tell
1: you what, I know this, Tom, my friend Tom Burroughs, he told me that um, for Dizwire to send him to California, it would cost so much money normally, so we actually cut him open, dumped out all the stuffing, and so he is a, he literally is like an emaciated version of Bart Simpson, stuffed him in a suitcase, sent him out there, and you now have a deflated Bart Simpson. Tell me the status, and where's Vagabart going next?
0: Uh, he is definitely deflated, um, I think this weekend I'm probably going to, I'm gonna have to go to some sort of upholstery store and find filling for him, I was actually thinking of taking him to, uh, Build-A-Bear and seeing if they would stuff him for me, but I don't I don't know how that's gonna go over, uh, I'm gonna see if I can at least get one of those little hearts for him though, toss it in there, yeah. fill him up, um... Oh, just maybe some uh, old pillows or something. Yeah, whatever. Either way, the little guy's too thin no, right no, now. We've got to fatten good. him up. So where's he, where's your, where's the, where are you taking him? Are you taking him to Disneyland? Oh, I'm going to take him to Disneyland. Oh, I'm planning on taking him, like, on the SoCal tour. Uh, definitely Disneyland. Uh, I want him to take the train up with me. Um, there's a few different, uh, like, tiki bars in the area that I think he should definitely visit. Um, in December, I'm going to the Bay to uh, – my brother's graduation, so I'm gonna take him up there. We'll take him to uh, Trader Vic's and Smuggler's Cove, and you know maybe we'll take him to some sports games. I just don't know, like if I have to buy him a ticket because even today I was buying tickets for the uh, the Star Wars premiere on the 17th, and I was thinking to myself, do I get an extra ticket for Bart? <laughs> Is he, is he a fan? Is you know, is he a fan of Star Wars? I, 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 who's not a fan of Star? Have you seen the preview? Who's not a fan? Um, I just don't know how how that would go over if somebody doesn't get to watch it because because Bart's hanging out. So, well, I don't know, but he's going to get to go all over Southern California for sure. Um, and then, uh, I was actually thinking because after Christmas, um. Sending him to Texas with my parents, and they would take him through Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Texas, and then maybe I would pick him up, and right before our trip in March, and bring him back home in f- to Florida.
1: Oh gosh, we would have made the whole trip around the United States, and then we'll just pass him on to the next Twitter follower, and let's see who else. Right. Especially once we get back to Florida, we can get him to somebody who is actually on vacation here that is from another part of the country and they can go back with them, so that'll be perfect. So remember that if you're listening, you can follow Vagabart at the Twitter uh, account, at Vagabart, V-A-G-A-B-A-R-T, Vagabart. So, let's
0: see, you weren't able to come down this fall to visit uh, the Boathouse. I'm ready to go full Boathouse. I don't know if you know this or not, but... I'm ready for full Boathouse.
1: What's funny about the Boathouse is it is I started off supporting, you know, hashtag stand with... Boathouse, because it was getting so much crap right off the bat for, people were just giving it all kinds of crap for being expensive. And I'm like, I, I had no idea. I'd never been there, and I'm like, well, I'm going to support, this is hilarious, I'm going to, you know, go got to go against the grain a little bit. So going to go, we're going to support Boathouse. And then people started showing up, and they started taking pictures, and they started showing me I'm like, holy smokes, this place is actually awesome. And then I showed up, and I can't wait for you to see, is that you walk in, and for a nice restaurant, it's very open. You know, it's really inviting, um, which is very strange. So you walk in, there's just, you can walk everywhere. There's, um, walk in and there's three bars and it it, it almost welcomes you as a, as a, whether you're having dinner or you're just there to grab a drink, you know, it's great. So you feel just as comfortable walking in and grabbing a drink as you do sitting down and having, you know, the full menu, which, um, you know, I go there more to drink usually. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) But It is fun, so I can't wait for you to come down here and see The Boathouse, which is right next door to uh, Jock Lindsay's, which we just talked about a little bit ago. So I haven't been in there since they've had the new collectible mugs in Jock Lindsay's. Are you going to collect Jock Lindsay mugs as well and add them to your collection?
0: Yes. Um, There's only How many do they have? How many many mugs do Jock Lindsay's have? Do they have the monkey? No, uh, they have like three or four, I think. They have the monkey. Um, they have the one that looks like the uh, like the stand where the fertility uh, statue from the first Indiana Jones. Um, and then I think they have the snake bite or Reggie's Reggie's revenge. I think are I the have, three. Yeah.
1: Well, that's a fun, that. There really is a that really is a fun one. I I, I do enjoy it. Um, it'll it, it'll be neat for you to see. It's a totally different experience from. The grot grotto in that grog grotto is, is small and and uh, uh, you
0: know I want I don't want to say
1: claustrophobic but it's dark <laughs> and, and and in here it's a little more airy windows um, with the outdoor patio outdoor bar and it's a it's a, it's a pretty neat place so
0: yeah I, I like to say Trader Sam's is uh, intimate it's not small intimate. it's intimate they um the uh, yeah, the, when I hey, went, I, I actually got, I, it was kind of cool. And I just, something I just dawned me. on me. I'm, I'm totally going to interrupt you right now, because something just dawned oh. on me. We are almost an hour in. We haven't heard from Rihanna. Where's her, I need the first, I need the first digit of her phone number. First digit
1: of Rihanna's phone number is a five. It is a five. five. And I will continue to offer a, a one digit of her phone number uh, every time she does not
0: appear. All right, I just, I just wrote it down. She won't give it to me, so. <laughs> so that is a good place to stop. First off, Rich, it's been great
1: having some time to talk with you. And I think for our first show, uh, I hope we didn't disappoint too many people.
0: Um, I, I'm not disappointed, so I think we're good.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Again, uh, don't forget to hashtag stand with Boathouse. Again, I'm Drunk at Disney. Uh, you can follow me at, at Drunk at Disney. And,
0: uh, I'm Skipper Dick Ritchie. Don't follow me. I'm fine.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you, and we'll see you next week uh, on the 3 o'clock parade. What time is it? It's the 3 o'clock parade. It's the 3 o'clock parade.